You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Our gardening season is winding down. We've got a few more things we're going to be picking before it's all done. And we're going to talk about turning a plain old chicken breast to a smoky, delectable delight. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to this episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. Folks, my name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we have got a few things that we're going to talk about today, kind of get you caught up on a few things that's been going on uh, this week. It's been a much easier and less busy, but not necessarily as less stressful as last week, but... Uh, we got the weekend coming up. Beautiful weather, man! It's just been gorgeous. This has been, th- this is this is the kind of weather I love. I w- if I could live somewhere that had this weather year round, I would be happy. <laughs> not that I'm not happy, but uh, wow, man! It's just been it's just been great weather. It re- it has just been awesome. Highs in the 70s, lows in the 50s. Ah, yeah. Fall is upon us. Hunting season's coming up. And uh, in fact, in certain places, it's already started. We got the uh, not only antelope season. In fact, it's almost kind of getting ready to wind down. But elk season is is going. And uh, here in a few days, archery season opens up here in Missouri. September 15th is archery season, the opener. And uh, so, yeah, so there's lots of things that are happening that are going on. But uh, our garden is winding down as well. And so we've got some onions still coming on, uh, but all the corn's gone. The uh, tomatoes are gone. Got some cucumbers. Pick some of the last of the cucumbers. And I actually, uh, and this kind of goes along with it, uh, I was contacted about being a guest on another podcast, which We'll we'll see how it goes. I think we're scheduled to record here coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, on this other podcast, that uh, I'll I'll share more information as it goes. But uh, uh, he he does some tips, cooking tips. Uh, and what's interesting about it is a lot of the tips that he gives are are things actually some of the things that are on our Quick Tip Tuesdays on our. YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash blind grilling, you can go to the playlist and there's some quick tips Tuesdays that we did uh, several years ago. And he had some uh, that uh, some of the tips that he's been giving are some that are on there, uh, such as if you have, whether it's, uh, you know, honey, peanut butter, things that usually you put into a, a measuring cup and it's hard to get out. I think of peanut butter especially. Well, an easy tip 
and trick to make sure that it comes out nice and smooth and it gets all, all out so that nothing is left behind is simply spray your measuring cup with some cooking spray. And then when you get it all measured out in your measuring cup, when you turn it over and you go to dump it out, it'll all come out nice and smooth. Uh, but one of the things that he brought up in a tip recently, and, uh, and the guy's name is J.J. Jackson. Um, I, I'm struggling right now um, to find the exact name of the podcast, uh, but, uh, but again, if, if it all works out, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but one of the things I was thinking about that uh, he said in one of his more recent podcasts as I was getting into some of the last cucumbers that we have coming on, he mentioned taking some old pickle jars that maybe you've finished up pickles and you still got all that juice in there and slice up those cucumbers and put them in the, those pickle juice in those jars and stick them in the fridge and just brine them for a few days. And then you've got some crispy pickles, right, from those cucumbers and a great way to... You know, not just waste or throw away the uh, the pickle juice that's in there, but use them to uh, kind of carry on a little few more, a little bit of, of pickles from the cucumbers you got left in your garden. I thought that was a great tip. I really enjoyed that. Uh, he's got a lot of good tips uh, that, uh, again, some that we've shared on our Quick Tip Tuesdays back on our YouTube channel. But that one we did not share, and I liked it. I liked it a lot, and so I uh, wanted to... Wanted to share that with you, and like I said, I was thinking about that as uh, we were getting some of the last of our cucumbers from our garden, and uh, you know that's uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. We've got a local company here in Southwest Missouri called Float Trip Pickles, and they do not only pickles, but they do jalapenos, pickled jalapenos. Man, they are so good, and they've got this spiciness about them that's not overpowering. I mean, just the right amount of heat. They are so amazing. They do ship, and, you know, um, they, they're they just good. I mean, I've sent them out to some friends in times past, but, uh, you know, I've got some uh, that I'm about to finish up, and that's what I was thinking about using some of those, uh, some of that juice to throw in some of these cucumbers and and see if that spiciness kind of comes through from the jalapenos that were in there. And uh, I bet I bet that's going to be great. I really do think that's going to be good. Uh, some other folks contacted us. Uh, you know, again, there's been <laughs> there's been so much. Uh, again, you guys are loving the uh, the chuck roast, which is awesome. There's been some folks doing some rib cooks that are loving the uh, the speed and efficiency and the tenderness of our rib method. I appreciate everybody writing in and telling us about all of that. It's been great. I really do. Um, uh, I really do appreciate that. Uh, there's a couple of things that came in. There's a question about the plate setter on the big green egg that came in. And it this is a ceramic deflector. They call it now the convector. And old school folks, we know it as the the plate setter. And there's, there's kind of a debate about whether or not you put it in the big green egg, legs up or legs down. Uh, and I've, everything I've ever done has been legs up so that the main deflector part is setting down on your firing. Um, and 
you know, your cooking grate sits on top of the, the legs that are facing up. Uh, and, and so that question came in and uh, I wanted to, uh, to put that out there and let, you know, just let folks know there is an occasion where some have put it legs down. Usually they do that if they're going to put a pizza stone on it or something like that. Although it's not necessary, you can just place your pizza stone on your cooking grate and leave the legs up. Like I said, I, I have mine with legs up for everything. And that also allows me to put a drip tray underneath the cooking rack and, uh, you know, and, and catch drippings and all that kind of great good stuff uh, for the big green egg. I also had another question, which was kind of a follow-up to a video I did when I kind of unboxed and paired the Bluetooth dome thermometer that Big Green Egg came out with. And I think there was a little bit of confusion that I wanted to uh, kind of set straight. It is accessible. All right. I, I want to I want to point that the app is accessible. It's kind of odd. And I, and I probably I guess I get it because the Egg Genius is their controller and it, it, it's a different app than the Bluetooth thermometer. And probably because it, Flame Boss makes that Egg Genius controller for Big Green Egg. And, and so it's just a different app altogether. But, but Big Green Egg has their Bluetooth dome thermometer that it is accessible. There are two tactile buttons on the unit itself. It's rechargeable. It, it has a wide range. All, all the specs are there and are great. But there is an issue. And this issue doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you're blind or visually impaired because the, the same issue happens regardless. Anyone who grabs the app, whether you're using voiceover or whether you have vision and you look at the app, if you leave that grill, you walk inside, you go throughout your house, go about different things, you grab your phone and you open up the app and you try to look and see, all right, where is the egg setting? What's the temperature at, right? Uh, how hot is it? If it has lost pairing, Bluetooth has dropped, it will tell you the last temperature that it registered without informing you or letting you know that it has lost contact, lost connection. You don't know. You just look at it, and it looks like that's the temperature you're setting at, and it, it may not be. In fact, it probably isn't the correct temp. Uh, and so that is something that has been pointed out time and time again. They still haven't fixed it, unfortunately. Um, it, but, but we'll see, you know what, sometimes, you know, lighting a fire under folks, uh, just takes a little bit more noise. And so, uh, hopefully they'll get that fixed. If they do, it's pretty good. The other <laughs> issue I had when, and trying to run this through some tests, the, you have the part that goes into the dome that the the probe slides through the small hole in the dome where your uh, where your analog temperature gauge goes through. You remove that and you put this probe through that hole and it it um, you know slides in there and there's a little thing on the back that uh, <laughs> attaches it so it it won't come out easily. And then you have your second part, which is your 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 probe and your little digital readout and your Bluetooth stuff. And it, it kind of uh, does a little quarter turn and locks in and you, 
do a quarter turn the other way. You take it in, you can recharge it. And what's left on the dome of the egg is this little plastic, rubbery, soft plastic, rubber type material that kind of like a cap that you put on that, uh, that what's left on the egg. I guess to protect it from any weather, anything like that, which which is fine. That's all good. Well, <laughs> I did a 600 degree cook and that thing melted to my egg. It melted to the glaze of my egg. And, and I'm telling you, I, I could still, it was hot, right? I mean, like we've said, the eggs get hot you can touch without leaving skin behind, and I do even when I'm doing a 600-degree cook. And I may have got to 650 uh, on this. Uh, but it that that probe is rated for like 800 and something, right? I mean, it, it's rated. It's up there. It, it's got a high rating. So you can get pretty good, uh, pretty good high-temp cooks with that probe. But that... <laughs> That completely melted to my egg. It was nasty. It was it was it felt terrible. My wife couldn't stand looking at it. She had to go out there and try to, you know, clean it off and scrape it off without, you know, uh, messing with the glaze and, and the finish of the egg itself. And it took it took a while. It, it, you know, this happened a while back. And finally, she got tired of, of me not caring because I can't see it anyway. And so she finally started trying to scrape it off. And pretty much got most of it because there are small little dimples in the finish of the egg. There, there's maybe a little bit still there. Uh, I could probably get the egg hot again up to 650 again, and and so <laughs> maybe it would run off. I don't know. I don't. Know. But that that's just um, that was sad. That was sad. Uh, and listen, I don't have a lot to complain about. <laughs> When it comes to egg, as you guys know, I am an egghead, an egg fanboy, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm all in when it comes to egg, but that doesn't mean they're perfect. So, yeah, uh, there's that. <laughs> That's all good. There's It's all good. So, um, so still, <clears throat> I think if they were to fix that app when it comes to, you know, that, uh, you know, that connection loss uh, detection or whatever, you know, notification, how, however they want to do it, they, you know, they, they get that done, then that they, they would be, a, it would be a, a solid product. But until then, um, you know, if you're going to stand by your egg, if, you know, if you guys want to do your manual control and you're going to stay out there at Bluetooth range, you know, you're in Bluetooth range, um, you know, then, then yeah, yeah, you can use it. But if you're going to, if you're going to take your phone inside and walk away from that thing and, and possibly drop a Bluetooth signal, then, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's not going to work for that. So anyway, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about chicken breasts because this is something that not only do we, we get questions on, probably more so on the YouTube channel. We still get questions on some of the older YouTube channel um, uh, videos that we have up there. We get some occasionally from folks that email in or, you know, maybe they got a bigger question that we will answer or talk about. And occasionally we'll get something, you know, about chicken breast. Chicken breast is, is 
believe it or not, kind of intimidating for a lot of folks because it is easy to either undercook or overcook. And if you're not using a meat probe, yes, it can be easy to under or overcook without a meat probe. No doubt about it. And if you undercook it, obviously that's dangerous because you could uh, get somebody extremely sick. But if you overcook it, it dries out and it's just not pleasant. Not pleasant to eat at all. Now, we've also talked about where to get good quality chicken breast and how they they freeze it. And, and maybe we ought to back up to that because, listen, if you go and you buy a package of, you know, Tyson chicken breast at Walmart and it's got that uh, you know, that it's been frozen when it, you know, um, it's got that clear wrap on the top. It's got this weird diaper feeling material, whatever it is underneath it, you know, they, and they froze it in this water. It, it's, it's been frozen in chlorine water basically is what they froze it in. And, and to me, the texture has changed so drastically that it, it's, it's inedible. Uh, we, we, we just can't buy chicken at our, at our Walmart because it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And so we get either fresh chicken uh, or something, you know, pretty reputable um, Springer Farm, Springer Mountain Farms, uh, something like that, that uh, while it may be that they froze it, they didn't freeze it in any type of chlorine water or anything like that. Uh, Sometimes they wash it in that, you know, I I don't know if you can avoid that. I don't know if that's just the way it is, Uh, but Get something that hasn't been frozen in that water. If it's been freezed, it's been, um, you know, air freezed, dry freeze, and not frozen in 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 any type of water. And so, get a good quality chicken breast. If you got a meat market and they've got you know whole chicken breast, that that's the way to go. Uh, that that's, I think, where it's at. And I think the quality is worth any price difference. It's not going to be a big price difference. We haven't found it to be at least in our area. And so we go to the Harder House uh, here in Springfield, Missouri, and we get whole chicken breasts. And they they always turn out great. They're always tender. They're good quality. It just, it it, it really is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and, and the texture is, is great and it's not skewed by uh, any of the freezing or any other methods or whatever, you know, the biggest thing that people run into, I think is just to kind of bland. And a lot of folks, again, you know, the, oh, you know, chicken breast is just bland, right? You can fry it. There's a lot of folks who are blind or vision impaired that are intimidated through frying you can grill it, whether it's on a George Foreman inside or on a charcoal, gas grill, flat tops, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of things you can do with it. You can cut it into strips and and fry it. You can pan fry it. Uh, you, you can grill it direct, indirect, smoke it. So many things you can do and seasonings, different things you can add to really you know, bring out some flavor and, and, and make it something that is amazing or, you know, just really good. Even the sous vide, we do a lot of sous vide with our chicken breast and we'll season it up. We'll sous vide it and bring the the sous vide up to 160 degrees. Now, 
Um, the USDA recommends 165 degrees internal temp for uh, white meat chicken. Uh, so 165 degrees is their recommended. Now I bring it to 160 and I'll eat it at once. I'm fine with that. I'll eat it at 160. Usually though, I bring it to 160 because we're going to take that and we're going to make other dishes with it, whether it is a poppy seed chicken, some type of chicken and rice dish, or, you know, we're going to put the chicken into something we, we call chicken jalopies. Uh, there, there's all kinds of things you can do. Uh, you know, you can make quesadillas. Uh, you could make a chicken salad. Um, I just, I mean, the list goes on and on. And so chicken is, is pretty versatile in that respect. Chicken tacos, uh, you know, a, a, a white chicken chili. I, I mean, all kinds of things. Again, a, a white chicken lasagna. Uh, I think I mentioned that we cooked that not too long ago, a few weeks back. And, and that went over really well. We did that on a Wednesday night. We had some guests over and everybody loved it. Uh, it, it's, it's really just a, a great dish. You know, you can make, if you grill up that chicken, you could do a chicken Alfredo. Again, so many things with chicken breast that are just phenomenal that, that are so good. And if you have a meat probe, whether you cook it in the oven, if of course you can set the sous vide to whatever temp you want to cook it to, and it'll be perfect, or on the grill with a meat probe, direct or indirect, you can do low and slow, almost like a reverse sear, or you can cook it direct and grill it, even on a gas grill or a pellet grill. And, you know, if you bring it to that internal temp, so let's say 160, and then let it rest for, you know, three, four minutes, it, it's going to carry over. It'll, it'll reach, you know, close to that 165. It'll be, it'll be great. But then there's something else that you can do. And I'm not talking about the, uh, you know, the Buffalo chicken dip that we have uh, given the recipe for, which you can also find on our website, blindgrilling.com. But I'm, I'm talking about stuffed chicken, like a, a chicken cordon bleu, for example, uh, or, or stuffing it with, with something else and bacon wrap. And, and, and this is going to be one of those other tips that we're going to give when it comes to uh, pounding out chicken breast and trying to get it flat with a mallet. Because you're going to take your, uh, your, your meat mallet, your little, some people refer to it as a meat tenderizer kind of thing, and a lot of folks, they don't like beating up their meat because when you start smacking that meat, juice can fly everywhere. So you want to stick that into either a Ziploc or cover it with parchment paper, which that, yeah, it's probably not the best idea, even though I know some folks that'll, that'll do it. To me, I, I, it always tears. So I'll put it in a Ziploc bag and then leave it open. Don't, don't close it or anything. You don't need to do that. Um, you know, maybe zip it a little bit, but you want the air to be able to escape when you're pounding down that meat. And so you're going to pound it down as flat as you, as you can. And it's going to spread out a little bit. And that's going to give you a nice big surface to work with when it comes to, you know, putting some, uh, some filler in there and, and folding it in half and either wrapping it with bacon, sticking a toothpick in it, whatever to hold it together. But what you're going to put in it is, oh, wow. 
there's so many things, right? I mean, you know, when I think about a chicken cordon bleu, I'm, I'm thinking about some, you know, a little bit of Swiss cheese and some ham, you know, it, you know, folded up and, and deli ham and Swiss cheese in there and folding that chicken up, maybe rolling it around in some panko uh, crumbs or, you know, uh, some other type of breadcrumb you know, and either baking it or throwing it on the grill. Some folks can fry it. That's all well and good. You know, you wrap it in bacon. It, it, it's so good to do it that way. It really is. It's it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, and some folks will use Ritz crackers as a crust. My wife has a recipe. We call it Nash's chicken. And the reason we call that is because a family, the Nash family back in Tennessee, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. Back in Tennessee, they did this recipe where they crushed up some Ritz crackers, and that was kind of the crust on the outside of the chicken. <laughs> That's so good. And it was just baked, right? It was just uh, slice up some chicken breast and some tenders or little little bites and, uh, you know, season it up. Sometimes you can even get seasoned, already flavored Ritz crackers and crush those up, and it works works great. But you you can pound down that chicken. But there's also something else you can do. You know, chicken breast, if you take each side of the chicken breast and it's thick at one end and it tapers down at the other. If you take that thick end and you've got a, if you're comfortable with your knife skills or you can practice with it. And even if you end up pounding out because it didn't work out exactly like you wanted it to, you can on that thicker side, you can put a slit in it and almost start to butterfly that open or cut that without completely going through and opening up and in, 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 in into two halves, but basically creating this huge pocket that you can stuff with various things, whether it's the Swiss cheese and ham or, you know, you've got maybe you like provolone or you, you know, you want to do a, a, a cheddar or maybe a mozzarella and pepperoni or all kind, I mean, just let your imagination go wild. Put some cream cheese and jalapenos or whatever it is you want to put in there. You can put in there. Uh, or if it, if it for some reason, you know, you cut through or you didn't like or, you know, exactly how you did it or you don't think that's enough, a big enough hole or opening that you can kind of stuff things in, go ahead and, and finish bringing that slice, that cut, over to one side where you can then fold open, right? So you're not cutting it into two separate pieces altogether, but just folding it open, almost like a book, opening it up, and and then put it in a Ziploc, pound it down some more, and then begin to stuff it. And, and then you can fold it back over. Again, you can wrap it in bacon. You can use a toothpick. It, however you want to do it, roll it in a... Uh, a breadcrumbs or panko, you know, if you want to do that, or you just want to grill it, however you want to do it, right? Uh, season the outside. Be sure and get some nice, you know, nice coat of seasoning on the outside. Use some, as our favorite is, duck fat spray or uh, some avocado oil or something like that. And, and folks, you will not be sorry. That, that will be just an awesome dish. You could, you know, add some green beans, sauteed green beans, or just, you know, just however you want to do, you like your green beans, do that. Grows great with it. Any type of potato, anything like that is awesome. And this is something, again, you can do 
whether it's in the sous vide, whether it's in the oven, whether it is in the in the grill uh, on a smoker, it, it however you want to cook it, you can cook it, and, and it's just awesome, right? If you're going to put it in the sous vide bag and sous vide it, you don't have to use the the toothpick. And I would I would say be careful. There are sometimes depending on how you run the toothpick and how you place that in the bag. Because we've done some bacon wrap fillets that we've had, and they've had toothpick, but the toothpick was situated in such a way I could still vacuum seal it, and it didn't affect it. So you got to be careful if you have a toothpick though with a chicken breast, and make sure you're not going to put it in there, and it's just going to you know puncture your bag and not give you a seal when you vacuum seal it. Uh, but that's why if you do a sous vide, you might not necessarily have to do the. Uh, the the toothpick. Hopefully, it would just stay together inside the bag, especially when you vacuum seal it and and, and sous vide it, right? And uh, you know it it'll cook everything. The cheese will it just, it'll be it'll be awesome. It will be amazing. And again, what 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 flavor suits your fancy? Right? You want a Southwest mix? You want Italian? You you know because again we. When we talk about potatoes and all the things you can do with potatoes and, and the different ways you can go with that, or tomatoes. A while back, we talked about salsa, and we talked about, in that episode, talking about salsa and growing tomatoes. We we talked about stuffed tomatoes and how you could do kind of a Southwest mix with some, uh, you know, pepper jack and jalapenos and cream cheese and uh, you know, maybe some type of meat, whether it is chicken or something, or you you want to go the Italian route with the pepperoni or Italian sausage and some uh, mozzarella cheese along those lines. You know, you can do the same with this chicken breast, right? You you can do more of an Italian flair with it, or you can do the Southwest kind of flair with it, or however you want to do it, Mexican flair with it. The the, the choices are are endless. You know, you could go Greek, whatever you want to do, you could do it, and 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 I think you would love it. I really think you it, you guys will love, you know, changing it up, and also not only changing up kind of what you're doing with chicken breast, but you know, it, you know, maybe you you're gonna try that, but you got some other chicken breasts that you you don't want to go bad. You need to cook it. And so you're just going to go ahead and throw it on the grill, get it cooked, and then you can use it in something else, you know, another dish later. Uh, that that all works well also. So so that's my ideas when it comes to chicken. That's some of the things that we do when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to cooking something like chicken breast, when we want something a little bit different, a little bit um, you know, less plain, you know, and we don't necessarily have anything else planned to make with the chicken breast that we're going to cook. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make a chicken cordon bleu. We'll make a stuffed, uh, you know, chicken breast, uh, a bacon wrapped chicken breast or, or, you know, grill it up and then use it in something else. How, however we want to do it, we'll do it that way. And so I, I think you guys would find it uh, not only tasty, Right, but I think it'd be a great way to change up some of the things that you guys are doing already when it comes to chicken, right? When it comes to chicken breast. And right now, a lot of folks are eating a lot of chicken because it's cheaper than most everything else. It's cheaper than beef. Uh, and uh, not that it's any cheaper, not that it's cheap, 
right? It's just cheaper, less expensive than some of the other meat right now. And so a lot of folks, I think, are eating more chicken. Uh, just make sure that you do bring it up to a safe temp. Again, between that 160, 165 when it comes to white meat, um, you know, use a probe in your meat, you know, and I, you guys will, uh, you'll have a newfound, not only respect, but love, I think, of uh, of something like, something that's as that people look at and consider to be plain like chicken breast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the bar. Hi, right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. Go to our website, blindgrilling.com. Check us out on all the social media. And remember our Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. Go and join the group and uh, feel free to share your cooks, your questions, you know, what kind of grill you got going on, what kind of things you're looking into, your favorite foods, what you've been cooking with chicken. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling, info at blindgrilling.com. Thank you.